he was really my spiritual father and it really hurt and it caused a lot of divisions but i was like you know this is what this is what the scripture says but this is what this is what christianity is saying and these things are not adding up he started telling us that girls you need to you need to dress for your future husbands you shouldn't be dressing for anyone else you and i'm sitting there <laughs> as a 10 year old going i'm 10 why am i wor- why should i be worried about how i'm dressing the openness and sharing and the honesty and how difficult that is because you it, it can be used against you and when that happens you know a, a time or or maybe two if you'll even after the first time will open yourself up again it it's uh it's really painful and it, and it becomes you feel really isolated come over me for this guy and it, it, just his facial expressions looking around like i don't belong here mm. and that made me feel so sad and i was just like i don't belong here either then so pervasive in that culture of like this this idea of american exceptionalism and and like we have to have this flag and we have to be like if if you aren't for the war if you aren't for whatever then you're not really a christian and i'm like how does that fit with a cross um and and that i think kind of shattered the like the, the armor already had a lot of cheeks yeah. But that kind of like was the final blow to be like, okay, I don't know that this is true. And I'm kind of starting to believe that it's not. For the most part, I kept those questions to myself um, because I started to get this feeling um, as much as I loved my church, as much as I loved um, the people there, as much as I felt like this strong sense of belonging, I, I, I really did not feel like it was an okay place to ask really difficult questions. But I I have always thought that that's so not toxic, but like unhealthy because it's teaching us how to be clever and like sneaky with things that we're doing. The Scott Stebbin Podcast presents a Deconstructing Faith series where we look at people's stories of what was built, what was lost, and what was found in between. Episode 3, Lindsey Gray. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Scott Stebbin Podcast. I'm Scott, and thank you so much for joining me on this uh, new series talking about uh, deconstructing faith. I know this has been a very prevalent topic for a lot of you listeners, and especially through social media and throughout the world. It just kind of seems like that's been a big, um, what's trending uh, today in our society today. And joining me today is a good friend of mine from high school, Lindsay Gray. Uh, she lives in Arizona, and I just want to welcome Lindsay to the show. So, Lindsay, welcome to the show. Good morning, Scott. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, not a problem. So, Lindsay, for those of us who are listening who may not know who you are, what's a brief introduction you give us to kind of tell us who you are and kind of what you do? 
who am I? Um, I am a ball of light and energy. <laughs> um, I would say free spirits. Um, I love nature and hiking and uh, the outdoors. Um, I moved out to Arizona about 10 years ago. Um, so I, um, obviously Scott and I went to high school together. So, you know, from Ohio and, uh, and yeah, been, been living, uh, living my dream life out here in, in Arizona. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I like uh, everything that's curious. Um, love connecting with people and um, energy as far as um, who I am. That's probably who I am is is more of that. And what I do, um, I work full time um, in sales. Um, I work for a manufacturing company. So I get to travel a lot with that job. Um, I get to connect with people. So that's exciting. Um, yeah, but that's not who I am. It's just, you know, the work. <laughs> yeah, the work. Yeah, there's a difference between the yeah, work and who yeah, we are. Yeah. Absolutely. Who we are. So I got to separate that sometimes, you know, so it's not, it's not my identity, but, you know, it's a big part of my life, right? That's 40 hours a week. So Yeah, so yeah, you talked yeah. about being a big ball of energy and definitely that was yeah. something in high school I always knew. You were a big uh, ball of energy, <laughs> especially the times when we were in – um. Oh, I can't even remember the teacher's name now. But when we did, um, when we wrote for the newspaper, like our senior oh, okay. year, like yeah. I remember like being in class and just, you were always like on it all the time. It was absolutely <laughs> a joy working with you because you just brought oh, so man, much energy, thanks. especially when you're just sitting in a room typing on computers all day yeah. for the newspaper. <laughs> so you talked a little bit about being a ball of energy and just enjoying being out in nature and creation and stuff and yeah. kind of t again with this topic of deconstructing our faith and kind of tell me a little bit about kind of your upbringing and your faith journey like kind sure. of growing up yeah. what was your faith journey like yeah so I think you know for me growing up we um I'll tell you like, you know, a little bit of a, a family history so every Sunday we went to church as a family and um, you know, my, my family's really close. So we had grandparents that lived, you know, within a four mile radius. I had all four grandparents and, um, you know, it was just my brother and I at the house. Um, and then my parents and, you know, we, we did, we, we were pretty tight knit family and, and still are. And, um, yeah, so it, every Sunday was kind of this ritual where you went to church and then you got to go see grandma and grandpa and, you know, maybe hang out for the Sunday. And so um, that was very normal. Um, and, and uh, you know, and just, you know, involvement in youth group and, um, you know, missions trips and the whole, you know, the whole shebang, I'll say, of, of uh, a very religious um, upbringing. Um, my parents weren't, they never really pushed that, I would say. Um, you know, they, they enjoyed us to go to Sunday school and my parents were also involved in their own Sunday school group. So, um, you know, a lot of the friends that we had as a, as really young youth um, were also, you know, the kids of the, of my parents' friends um, that were, you know, in their, in their own Bible study group and, and things. So, um, so yeah, a really big part of my life, um, you know, growing up and, and that kind of uh, environment. And then, you know, having this, uh, perfection mindset as a kid I wanted to please my parents I'm like oh, I'm gonna go to you know I'm gonna go to church and I'm gonna make friends that go to church and it seemed like that was the friend group that all went to church so I'm like oh, I'm gonna do this too and you know so um it was very much you know a very curious place for me um 
this is kind of a funny story though. Okay, <laughs> so go ahead. I'm liking, um, I wanted to, I, I was so curious about, you know, why one person would go to the Catholic church and why one person would go to more of an evangelical church or a Methodist church or whatever. And so we went to a Methodist church, my parents and my brother and I, and then, you know, I had friends that went to, you know, the chapel in Akron is like massive, you know, non-denominational church. And so anyway, I was just, I wanted to go to all the churches. I'm like, why don't, you know, why don't you go over here? <laughs> so I was very, very curious. I just wanted to know, you know, why, why someone chose, you know, one thing over the other. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, that was, that was a big, big part of life. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So it, it almost sounds like, kind of like you said, church as ritual, you know, it's a time. It was. For... And, and really like for me, um, you know, I, I, looking back on it now, it was, um, I don't want to call it an addiction, but I kind of do because it was very much like, oh, if I don't go here, you know, I'm going to be a bad person or someone's going to think I'm bad if I don't show up at Wednesday night youth group or, but I also wanted to go because that was where my friends were. Right. So it's like, oh, all the friends are going here. So I'm going to go here, you know? And so I felt like I needed to be a certain way, you know, to, to, to go there. Yeah. So, so kind of unpack that a little bit more. Like, where do you think that came from that idea of you need to be a certain way. And if you happen to like miss a Wednesday night, yeah. regardless of if you're sick yeah. or if you had other commitments, like uh -huh. where that guilt would come from, where do you think that kind yeah. of, yeah. So I, I think, you know, it's, it's kind of fun. Like I, I've been kind of unpacking some things, you know, in the last year or so. And I think the pandemic brought up a lot of things like, Oh man, you feel this, you know, sense of, of, uh, you know, you're, you're out here and you're kind of on an Island, right. During the pandemic. And so it just made me think about like all these weird things, <laughs> like uh -huh. this sense of, um, you know, I don't know, just exploring like life. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so I was thinking a lot about, you know, um, growing up and, and this idea mindset of perfection and needing to be this certain way. And so I was thinking about, you know, when, when we went to church, we had to put on our Sunday best and smile and, you know, and so, you know, my mom would give us these looks, you know, like this, you know, mean look, not mean look, but you know, she's just, it was like the shape up or else look, you know? And so you're like, Oh, I got to you know, do my best. And I gotta, you know, I know I'm gonna, I'm, I'm being naughty. So naughty <laughs> <laughs> is like, you know, you're a kid, you're fooling around and you're, you know, bouncing off the walls, you know, and you get yeah. the look and you're like, Oh no, <laughs> Oh yeah. no, mom's coming. <laughs> I feel like I, you know, and I feel like that's kind of been a thing with me being a minister, just the idea of like when my kids being young little kids and like my, 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 I mean, I could be up there leading worship or could be up there praying. And I see, could see my son, like, laying on the floor trying to crawl underneath the pews yes, and it's like absolutely and I, I remember and there was one Sunday it was a Christmas Eve service and my daughter who probably was two years old as I was preaching the Christmas Eve service like walked up on stage walked over to the piano and decided to start playing the piano oh, that's awesome <laughs> and, and, but the funny thing was is I just I, I, I finished my thought. I went over, went over to my daughter, just kind of picked her up and said, well, thank you for playing. And I just kind of like was very nice. And I just kind of went and put her back down. And there was a guy from who hasn't been to church in years, saw that he was there at the service. Um, and he was just like touched by that, like how I wasn't like, yeah. how dare you? you yeah, yeah. Like I was just like, you know what? 
It's life, man. It's just life, man. She, for some reason, she just felt like I want to play the piano. So she went up and went. And it was an impulse. Yeah. So, yeah. so it's so looking at your kind of like your growing up in church life, yeah. very ritualistic. You know, there also yeah. was this thing like, well, I had to conform a to a certain way, look, yeah. yeah yeah exactly like you had to fit in this box you know and and I don't know that that was necessarily like this is the box that my my parents created for me but it was the one that I created for myself mm. okay so I think that that's important to say too because I I think that in my own mind I was creating my own you know my ego is telling me a story about mm-hmm. how this has to look you know yeah. and so I think for a long time I I created that for everyone at church you know, so it was like, oh, well, I have to do this. And, and this is what we do as a family. So there's this like enmeshment talk of this is we, you know, we, we as a whole are doing this, you know, everyone that goes to church is going to, you know, fit this in this box, right? Exactly. And so, and so for, for me, I really put a lot of, um, of faith in people, and, and the church as, as like one thing combined. So it was like, God, humans, and church are one idea to me growing up. And so I couldn't, my dog might go crazy. <laughs> that's okay. Don't just, that's all right. <laughs> so, um, so, you know, and, and so with that idea, I felt like I was, um, you know, putting a lot of faith in, in people on a pedestal, you know, so if, if, um, you know, I felt, you know, some judgment there and shame, you know, if I did something or, you know, I said a swear word, you know, I would get looks from my friends, even like Lindsay, you know, we don't do that, you know, and I'm like, I'm sorry. I said shit. I don't know. I stubbed my toe, you know? (laughs) Oh yeah. I I know exactly what you mean. I think there was one time when we just started because I went to church, left the church. Well, I wouldn't say I left the church. My parents left the church when I was one, got back at like about sixth grade. I can remember putting a basketball pole in at our house and my dad's hammering it down and had a piece of wood. So we didn't bend the metal. And I remember it uh-huh. chipped, hit me in the shoulder. And I remember I was like, ah, oh, shit. And yeah. I stopped him in and I was like, Oot. <laughs> and my dad died. He's like, son, it's okay if you swear if you get if you if you stub your toe or you're hurt because yeah. I do it too. It's okay. I'm like, oh, is it really? Oh, okay. Oh, but that yes. didn't mean like I could just walk around the church and say, oh, yeah, like just use it casually and people are like, well, my dad said it was okay. Yeah, yes, yeah, so, absolutely. So when yeah. did so when was the moment or maybe the moments where you really started to transition or maybe start to deconstruct a little bit what was there a big yeah, event so, or was it a bunch of little events that kind know, of led I mean, up there were several little events but I'll, I'll share this one little story um I think I was a junior in um high school and I went on this trip and we were working at the Bowery Mission over in New York um awesome place um had a really cool experience we were working with um with uh, men that um you know, had addiction, you know, drug use problems, homeless. Um, so, you know, the deal was that um, if they, they came in, they, they listened to a church service and then they had a meal at the end. So, um, so we were volunteering to either, you know, work in the kitchen or sit with folks and just talk to them. And, and I love that. I loved, you know, sitting and talking to these people. And, uh, and so at the church service, I remember, um, 
I remember kind of feeling, um, you know, before I left on this trip, um, you know, I, I just, I was feeling some like this like need for perfection anyway. And I, you know, this, this mold that I needed to be this way and getting some feedback from friends that I was just, you know, a crappy person and, and I'm like, <laughs> you know, so just, so I'm like, I don't want to sit with everybody. I'm going to sit in the back of the church, you know, so I'm sitting in the back and I really want to take it all into, because it was a really a beautiful space with, a, you know, stained glass and just like the whole space was just this amazing, amazing place. And so I really just, I just wanted to be in the back. And so I sat in the back and um, I'm sitting next to this um, homeless man. His name was Omega. And he introduced himself and, and he sat down next to me and, um, uh, you know, just whatever, just sitting there in church. And, uh, you know, and, and so anyway, at the, at the end of the thing, you know, you, the pastor asked everybody to pray. And for whatever reason, I just reached over and took his hand and held it. And I'm just praying with this guy. And <laughs> mm-hmm. I didn't think anything of it. I'm just like, yeah, whatever. The way we walk out and, and uh, you know, go and my friends are like, why are you sitting there with that homeless man by yourself? And I'm like, because uh, that's what we're doing here. <laughs> 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 and it just kind of made me feel like, what's the point of you being here? You know, and I, and I felt like, you know, if you don't have any compassion for these people, like, you know, what is this? What's the show that you're putting on? You know, why are mm. you even here? You know, and it just... Um, it really made me feel a certain way, you know, in a, um, a little bit of a heartache almost of, of, uh, you know, this whole thing was the the point of this is to sit and, and have these people feel like they're human because we all are right. And, and it really, I felt, um, I felt like I, I didn't understand the point of them going on this trip <laughs> if, if they couldn't, um, have a little compassion, you know, and so I wanted to sit there and, and hear the stories and, and talk to these people. And so that's what I did. I, I didn't want to work in the kitchen. I wanted to sit there and just communicate and, uh, and, uh, and get their stories. And it was cool. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's fascinating too, because I feel like a lot of times with, and I've been reading more and more about missions, especially when people do missions trips, it's almost like we're going to these places to help serve these people who are, you know, who, who, whatever, if it's drug addiction, whether it's living in a third world country. And I always hear the thing like, Oh, I went there to to bless them, but, but they blessed me. And as and I get that, and I understand the mentality, but then there's also that other side of the coin where it's almost like it's self-serving in some ways where it's about, Oh, look at me, this, you know, first class American helping these, yeah. you know, helping. Yeah. And it's like I'm over here doing this, but why, why are you doing it? Exactly. And, and I think that's the, this whole thing. Yeah. And it's, it's almost like you go over there and you have this moment of, wow, you know, things are different. I was able to serve. And then you go back and then you complain <laughs> because, you know, your parents didn't get the, the ticket to your favorite artist that's playing at like the yeah. Gundarina or something. Again, yeah. I'm dating myself back here. Yeah. You know? So the queue, I guess we'll call it that. If it's still called that, I don't know. I've been out of Ohio for a while. Yeah. So, so yeah. And I, and I think that idea that you had your friends or the, or at least not, I wouldn't even say like necessarily your friends, but people from church, your yeah. youth group, you know, I would say even yeah. your tribe. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's that's kind of saying, whoa, what are you doing? Why, why Mm -hmm. are you talking to these people? Or why were you, you and that homeless man sitting in the back? And yet it's like, in my opinion, it almost seemed like you're doing what Christ had called us to do to reach and pray for people. And here they are saying, whoa, what are you doing by yourself praying with that? It's like, well, you weren't by yourself. You're in a group of people. It's not like you were, it wasn't like you're back out in the alley praying with this guy. I wasn't like all by myself there. It's just like, I might've been 10 rows back. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So, so when you, so was, so from that moment, or at least from these other moments, like what has, where has your faith gone from there and what are you doing kind of currently, or if that were to kind of help rebuild any type of faith development that you have. Yeah. So, um, so I I will also say, um, well, I'll say, you know, currently I would say, you know, being spiritual, um, you know, I meditate, um, I, I say like my, (laughs) I say I find God in the mountains, honestly, like I, I go out and I hike, I love hiking. Um, you know, I hike by myself sometimes I hike with friends, um, you know, but it's in those moments by myself when I'm out there and, um, you know, I, I get some some slack for that. <laughs> Don't go on those trail by yourself, you know. But um, that's where I, I I think that you know God speaks to me there, and um, you know, it, someone might say that that's woo woo or whatever, but I uh, I absolutely can find um, God in nature for sure, um, you know. And um, I've gone through some grief. Um, I lost my my grandparents. Um, we, we grew up, like I said, with um, all four grandparents. Um, I still have one living grandmother, um, you know, but I lost two grandfathers and my grandma. Um, and, you know, losing my grandmother was like, you know, just a really hard experience. Um, and, and I went through a lot of grief with that. And so, you know, finding uh, nature and, and being able to get out there and, and be on those trails. Cause that was something special that we did together too. Um, growing up, but my grandparents would take us hiking and, and we'd be out there and it was just, um, this cool time in nature, you know, and, and, um, and I always feel like when I'm on a trail, like I'll see, you know, whatever, three birds flying together and, you know, <laughs> it's all interpretation. Right. But I'm like, that's my grandparents. They're here with me. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it feels good, you know, it feels good to, to think that and, and, you know, it, I don't know if that's true or, or not, but it's what I'm going to think is true. And, and that's, mm-hmm. that's what works for me, you know, but, um, you know, it's not in, and I'm going to go back to this, um, you know, topic of, of the actual church and people, um, because I think, um, you know, there's, I'll tell you another little story that happened, um, in college, because I was still so curious. I still wanted to go to church. I still wanted to be, um, you know, to feel that spirituality. And I wanted, you know, I was still, I, you know, I never stopped loving God, but it was the, the people, you know, and then shame on me too for judging that. So <laughs> I don't know which one is right. You know, there's no way yeah. wrong, but, um, you know, just like, you know, just the tiny little things that lead up to, you know, just the shame and judgment. And, you know, in college, I, you know, had some drinks with friends and this, this girl that I was really good friends with, you know, told me that she didn't want to be my friend anymore because I had some drinks and, and, uh, it really hurt my feelings. She just totally cut me off, you know, from, from life. <laughs> and it, it really, you know, was hurtful. Um, and I'm like, but everyone else drinks, like, uh, you know, all of our other friends have had a drink, you know, and it was like, she just like singled me out and I felt so, um, so bad for that, 
you know? And so that stayed with me of this, like, I still had this perfection mindset of, oh, I can't do this. Now I can't do that, you know? And so you put mm-hmm. yourself back in this box again, you know? And so anyway. Yeah. 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 And, and it's, it's, it's fascinating. It, it's, it's fascinating because we don't really understand how the power of judgment can really mm-hmm. be a traumatic experience. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, you know, it sounds so silly to say, you know, this person just chose this, you know, maybe they didn't want to have any alcohol around them, or maybe that was triggering for them. Maybe they grew up with two alcoholic parents and, you know, who knows what someone's story is, right? Everybody has a background and, and a place that they come from. And so that, um, you know, but to, to me, that was traumatic that, you know, this girl that I was like almost best friends with just is like, yeah, I'm out, you know? Yeah. And, and so, but I never, you know, my ego is saying like, oh, she just hates me because I had this one, you know, I didn't have one drink. I had probably four, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, the point is, you know, mm-hmm. that my ego is like, oh my gosh, I'm the worst person in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, I went on this whole path of like, oh my gosh, this destruction of, you know, I'm the worst human in life and I want to have fun with my friends, but I don't want to be judged from the church and now God doesn't love me anymore. And so I really went through this thing because she told me that I couldn't be a Christian. She said, you're not a real Christian. That was the thing that she said to me. I'm not a real Christian if I choose to go out drinking. And and my response to that is what gives you the right to choose Absolutely. who's a, who's who's what's yeah. a real Christian or not. Because yeah. I mean, if I'm going to be brutally honest mm-hmm. i think there's a lot of people sitting in those pews right now that probably aren't real christians sure i mean sure. and i mean i mean sure. but that's another conversation for another that, day. yeah and what does that even but, mean right what, what, what does that mean and who are we to say you know who i'm not god we yeah. don't she didn't she's not god she doesn't get to tell me what i can do and, you know well i i think there's yeah and i think there's like two things there's the idea that you know, we, we, and I always, I, I kind of harp on this a little bit. So I'll, I'll go on my, I'll get on my soapbox for a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> I do it. Well, because there's people <laughs> who say, well, you know, well, only God can judge me. And, and I, and I, I understand that because, you know, okay. if anybody at the end of the day, you know, in eternity, when I pass away and I have to stand before the creator of the universe. And as a Christian, you know, there is this thing that if I, you know, if I live, they, good Christian life, if I say I'm a Christian and living good Christian life, then God is the one who's going to judge me. We see this in Mm -hmm. Matthew, you know, I'm going to separate the sheeps from the goats and, you know, the goats are going to cry, Lord, Lord, you know, Mm -hmm. Lord, Lord, when, when were you naked? When were you homeless? When were you this and and all that stuff? At the same time, there's also a thing that we see in the epistles about rebuking. Mm -hmm. But anytime when I look at the word rebuke, when we have to rebuke others for, whatever cases, usually it was always done in love to strengthen and to encourage and to kind of help get people back on track. Yeah. I mean, and I feel like when someone says, well, you're not a true Christian because you had three or four glasses of wine or three Mm -hmm. or four kegs of beer or whatever the case, (laughs) like, like that's an image to see. (laughs) But when you make those statements, it's like, well, what was the purpose of that? Was that purpose to shame you or was yeah. that purpose to say, Hey, you know, yeah, let's, you know, maybe that's not the right idea. Let's go ahead yeah. and 
I mean, there's, there's certain ways it's about the approach and the, if I'm coming in from a place of love, if this is like, if this is my friend, I really Mm -hmm. care about them as a person. If I really care about their spiritual foundation and their Mm -hmm. development, then maybe that's something that I may do. Maybe not in front of people, maybe off to the side, Mm -hmm. like, Hey, you know, maybe if I'm, maybe if I'm driving, you know, my friend home and they're, it's like, Hey buddy, you know what? We need to talk a little bit and and do it in such a way that's more of encouraging than discouraging. And I feel like that's always been the issue with the modern church Mm -hmm. is that we have too many Christians who a don't want to take responsibility for the things that they may do wrong. And and again, Mm -hmm. like you could say, like for you, like for you, it's like, you know, having four or five drinks, I don't know who this other person was, but that other person, you know, they could be, you know, looking at like half naked men on the internet or something. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, you you don't know. And everyone has their vice. Everyone has their thing or everyone has their thing that they do that, you know, may not necessarily be good, but at the same time, it's not, if someone wants to encourage me, then it's like, well, then there's a thing to get me back on track or back on focus. Yeah. So I'll get off my yeah, soapbox now. <laughs> no, but, but it makes sense, you know, and, and so it's, it is kind of like this, you know, say like, the, you know, the policing of, of people, right. We're, we're policing ourselves and we're policing our friends and we're, you know, deciding what's right and wrong. And, you know, and we are, I think we do as a society, we, we try and put everyone in, in a, in a box, you know, but it's like the box that we decided was okay. You know, and we have different levels of okayness. <laughs> yeah. And it's, and it's interesting that you, you, you keep bringing up this phrase, the box, Yeah, the box. <laughs> and it's like, you know, I think a lot of times we, we create these boxes on what's mm-hmm. acceptable, what's right, who God is, who Jesus is, mm-hmm. what the Holy spirit is, you know, what's the best denomination. Yeah. And, and mm-hmm. this is the best way of the Christian life. And yet mm-hmm. when I read the gospels, I see Jesus kind of breaking down boxes even when you look at the sermon on mm-hmm. the mount you have heard it yeah. said but i tell you uh-huh. like that's yeah. that's box shattering that's great jesus didn't really and even when i look at the gospels jesus i never really saw jesus become very judgmental towards people mm-hmm. the only time i seen him get really mad crack whips turn the table or kind of get a little sassy uh sassy <laughs> jesus was when it was the religious leaders of his day Mm-hmm. And I think when we create these boxes, we get so we're very easily to transform, to put on these fake masks and to become these modern Pharisees. And yeah, we end up causing more damage to our communities, our Christian communities, than than good and encouraging and building up the body of Christ. Yeah. Yeah. So again, I'm I'm preaching. I'll, I'll step no, back. No, I, like I like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right cool so um so when we so kind of so obviously you said when it comes to your faith development usually it's being in nature hiking yeah. you know being in creation do you yeah. see yourself now are you currently now or do you see yourself possibly in the future ever participating in like the local modern day structure church structure or that system yeah so i i will say so after so um i had moved um i live in scottsdale now i moved over to phoenix and um when i moved over to phoenix i just wanted this different lifestyle experience i just i kind of did this move um you know it was after i was you know grieving my grandmother and 
just um, had gone through this breakup and I was living in this townhouse where this other person lived. And I'm just like, you know what? I just need to get out of this space. Like I just need to, you know, get rid of this townhouse. <laughs> I had this idea. I'm like, oh, if I get rid of the townhouse, you know, my emotions will not come with me. <laughs> <Which is crazy. laughs> um, so I, I get this house in Phoenix and I'm over there and, you know, now I'm 30 minutes away from my friends and I put myself on this, you know, more isolated island, and, uh, and, and that wasn't good either, right, so I kind of went into this, like, dark tunnel of, uh, of space, you know, so I was, um, you know, I was, I was drinking, um, you know, I, I was soothing myself um, from grief, and I, you know, having a bottle of wine <laughs> by myself, and I'm, you know, just like, ah, I hate life, and everything's crazy, and, you know, it was just like this pity party for myself and it was so stupid but um so you know, I'm like you know what I'm gonna find a local church over here I'm gonna do this you know so I I went there was a, a church right down the street from from my house and I'm like you know I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna try it out so um it, you know this is Arizona is very casual <laughs> mm -hmm. um in general um so I you know just I don't know threw on a sundress and walking in here and um you know there's it's, it's a big, um, I didn't, I didn't really do any research, honestly. I just was like, yeah, there's a church there. I'm just going to show up. So, um, it's a, it was a non-denominational church and, um, you know, they had like coffee out front and, um, you know, so people were kind of connecting and, and gathering, um, which was cool. And I was like, okay, you know, so I didn't know anybody. Um, I just kind of walked in and, you know, just doing my thing and no one said hi, no one, you know, no one was like, oh, you're a new face, like nothing. Um, it was like I, I wasn't there um, physically. And so I walk in and I just like, I pick a row and I'm like, oh, hi, I'm Lindsay. I've, I've never been here before. And these people were like, oh, hi. Um, okay. <laughs> just was like so wow. weird. it was so weird and then um you know and then sitting in the row right in front of me that was maybe about like midway you know in in the in the pews and uh this guy walks in and, and he's sitting right in front of me and um he just he, he looked homeless I'll be honest he uh you know he had he had one of the coffees and he's kind of looking around and he's curious and he just looked like he was down on his luck you know, and I said hi to him. I was like, hey, how's it going? He's like, oh, you know, this is this is a real nice place. And, you know, I was like, yeah, cool. You know, and, and these uh, there was another couple sitting next to this guy and they're, you know, they're looking around and they didn't want him there. It was very clear that mm. they were like kind of just giving this guy this look like, why, you know, why are you in my row? <laughs> yeah. And then they had another couple come and join them and they really pushed this guy out of the row. And it was weird. And I was like, are you serious? This guy was here first, you know, like just yeah. pushed him out of the row, literally. And like, you know, just kind of, uh, sorry. My oh, that's okay. You're fine. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, they had just, you know, never said anything, just like really just shoved this guy out. And then he just kind of stood there like, now where do I go? And I was like, there's, there's room here, you know? And he just... He just stood there and, it, you know, and I, you know, that my row was also kind of, you know, packed at this point. Um, but I had this 
very big sadness come over me for this guy. Just his facial expressions looking around like, I don't belong here. Mm. And that made me feel so sad. And I was just like, I don't belong here either then. If you don't belong here, then I don't belong here. And it just, it crushed me, really did. But he he walked out of the church and I followed him. And I was, and he was gone. I couldn't find him again, but I was like, I'm not, I'm going to stay here. Um, because it just, it, you know, and I don't know, that was just my own thing, but that's, that's, (laughs) I I was like, I don't, you know, if this is what church is like and and you have to be a certain way and, and do a certain thing, then I'm just not going to show up here because I can talk to God in my house and not feel this way. Cause right now I feel crappy and I feel like I don't belong. And, you know, and this guy felt like he didn't belong and, and that felt crappy. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that story. Yeah. That's, uh, I, I hate hearing stories like that, but at the same time, it's, it's a common reality too. Yeah. And, 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 and it's, you know, I, I go back to, like I said earlier, the sheeps and the goats and it's like, you know, Lord, when were, when were you naked? When were you hungry? When were you yeah. in prison? And, you know, I think about that idea where people pushing somebody out, a visitor or, or even in your case, someone coming in new and no one is even (laughs) talking to you or even recognizing that you are in existence. Like you're just, it's almost like an out of body ghost, like you're like, you're a ghost floating around and like, like a whole different like dimension you're living in. And I think that's, that's sad. And it, yeah. it, it angers me too. It, 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 there's, yeah. there's like this like little yeah. fire that's burning in me. Cause you know, especially if I was the minister of that church and I happened to see that I would be furious. Right. I would be right. going and I would be doing a whole lot of rebuking. Uh, yeah. Like, like the apostle <laughs> Paul rebuking, like not like a very kind rebuke and I'd be getting heated. Yeah. And it's, it's sad to, to hear that it's, but yeah. I mean, in some cases you're right as well, you know, do we, and I think that's kind of the big challenge and the big question that we're asking, especially now in a pandemic, does the local church matter? And a lot of people say yes, but at the same mm-hmm. time, they're not willing to change because at the same time, church for them is the construct, it's the structure, it's mm-hmm. a certain type of demographic, it's a certain yeah. type of social economic mm-hmm. that is happening. And when you have someone that doesn't fit into a certain mold, or as a theme of this conversation, yeah. fit into a certain box, yeah. then you are no, then you are not permitted to be in the box. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So again, I'm, I'm really sorry to hear that. Um, yeah, but I mean, and I think, and again, Lindsay, thank you so much for sharing. I mean, this is, sure, this is yeah. I mean, I, I don't want to be like, important. man, this is, and, you know, as a podcaster, man, this is good content. I know we're still recording, <laughs> so we'll, we'll I'll, I'll, I'll wrap it up. But, yeah, you know, no I think the challenge that I think we all have to look, and especially for those of us who are listening to this podcast and you listen to Lindsay's story, is that we have to really focus on is what is, what are we supposed to do? What is the kingdom? Mm-hmm. And if you look at, Jesus, you know, it's about going and making disciples. It's about mm-hmm. proclaiming the gospel and proclaiming not by speech, but by actions, uh, uh, by by deed to, you know, vocally outward, mm-hmm. um, you know, you know, looking at and even just that idea, sense of community. And uh, when you can't 
when you permit people to not be able to join certain communities based on how they look, based on their gender, mm-hmm. based on the right. color of their skin, based on yeah. you know how much money they give to the church, which you know yeah. that's another conversation. Yep. But you know, you look at that and it's like, guys, you're missing the whole point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and so yeah, but I'm, I'm not going to yeah. say anymore. I might get in trouble. Yeah. So. <laughs> I feel like I have like five more stories on it, you know, so it's just, you know, all the little things add up though. And, you know, and, and that's the thing too. It's like, you can't put your faith in these other humans either. You know, there's a bigger picture here, you know, there's more, um, you know, I think that God could speak to any of us in, in different ways and, and show us that, you know, we're worthy and that we, um, do belong and that we, you know, belong here in this world. Um, you know, and, and I think that that's also an important thing to say, you know, because I think for a long, long time, I really did. I put people on a pedestal, you know, I put them there in that, in that same mold, um, you know, where, where I had the same idea. Right. So it's like, take the speck out of your own eye Mm -hmm. before you can, you know, judge somebody else. And so, um, I'm absolutely guilty. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, you know, and I think we all also are being judgmental, right? So I'm judging the judger and then, you know, they're judging me and there's all this, you know, meshy judgy going on. And, and it's, it's, um, you know, that, that stinks. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and you bring up, and you bring, and you bring up a fast and, and I never thought about that before. So you're, you're, you're bringing up great theological context, Lindsay, you mm-hmm. probably don't even know it, yeah, but that no, idea, no. you know, that verse you use about, you know, take the log out of your own eye so you can see yeah. the speck. And I think when we mm-hmm. start putting people in boxes yeah. and on this idea of what, what a Christian needs to be, or what the church needs to be, when we start throwing certain constructs and boxes in that, then mm-hmm. at the same time, we have to also remember that when we begin to build those boxes, mm-hmm. that we have to, that we also are building ourselves in those boxes. So if you're right. going to make those judgments about people, then yeah. you're automatically going to get the flack back, which mm-hmm. I think when we look at Jesus's teaching on that, it's more of like, once you remove the log out of your own eye, mm-hmm then it's not that, oh, now you can judge the other person. It's more of yeah. like, now you can clearly see the spec mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. you can help assist in the removing of it, which is more yeah. of a compassion and a care mm-hmm. than right. a judgment. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, right. Build well, some more kindness, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we all need. But Lindsay, again, thank you yeah. so much for joining yeah, me on the show. You. And guys, yeah, good conversation. Yeah. And guys, again, thank you so much for listening. Hopefully you've enjoyed this story. If you have, just feel free to leave a comment, whether it's on social media or you can uh, go and leave us an email at thescottstedman.com. That's where you can find all the information about this podcast. And we'd like to hear some of your thoughts, some of your comments, some of your observations. And who knows, maybe we'll try to get everyone back together to kind of go do a follow-up after this series uh, comes to its conclusion. So guys, again, thank you so much for listening. I hope you all have a wonderful rest of the week and we'll be back on next week with another episode. Take care. Thanks, Scott.